You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I mean, he's just active. He's active. He's always in the right spots, and he's always talking. So, I think half the battle on defense is communication, and he's doing he's doing a great job of that, being the the the, the guy in the back that can see everything. Um, he's just he's playing at a high level right now. We need him to. A big part of our success, and um, he's angry in the middle, and he's t- he talks it out. And him and Amir does a great job when against uh, bigs like this and being in they're in so many pick and rolls and they've been active and still um, able to uh, get rebounds you know so he had a great job on the board so once we once he gets that um, it helps our defense and we are we are them going on the offense man. Celtics win 111 to 78 this is the Garden Report on Celtics blog and CLNS radio powered by Grandstand Welcome to the Garden Report. Celtics win big 111 to 78. That's a 38 point margin of victory. I'm Sam Packard from WEI.com, joined by Kevin O'Connor from Celtics Blog. And the story of the night would have to be Jared Sollinger, an impressive 18 and points and 15 rebounds in only 23 minutes. Kevin, what'd you think of the hefty fella from down low tonight? Yeah, he was a hefty fella for the Wizards tonight. Sollinger did a heck of a job on both ends of the floor, I thought. From start to finish in his 23 minutes, he was playing with high energy the whole entire time, especially against a Wizards team that seemed somewhat lethargic tonight. And I mean, against them, Sollinger looked especially full of effort. The 15 rebounds is extremely effective in 23 minutes, and it really showed, I mean, what goes beyond the box score is his good defense. He did a good job versus Gortat, who went only one of eight in 29 minutes of play, probably one of his worst games of the season. And a lot of that was due, of Selinger's, was due to Selinger's effort. Yeah, especially had a great first half where he recorded a double-double in his first, I think it was 18 minutes. Uh, I thought a big point in this game was Nene Hilario, greatest name in sports, <laughs> went out after two minutes. And that basically left the Wizards to have to go small, and Sullinger punished them, especially on the offensive glass. He ended up with six rebounds. But it wasn't just Sullinger. The entire team played well the entire night with just a lot of effort plays, and the ball was moving around very quickly, and uh, every Celtic was kind of looking to make the extra pass. And I thought that's really the reason why they excelled tonight. Yeah, Sollinger, I think, kind of led the way in a sense you know, after Nene came out of the game in terms of the effort plays. But everybody was assisting on passes tonight. They had 28 assists on 42 baskets, and this was the eighth time this year they assisted on over 60% of their made baskets. And in those games, they're 6-2. and two. 
In the games they've assisted on fewer than 60% of their baskets, they're 3-5. and five. And as we were walking down the tunnel, I asked Brad Stevens about that. I told him the stat, and he's like, yeah, it was really encouraging at the beginning of the game when that ball was flying around and it was translating to the other end of the floor with the effort plays, whether it was diving for loose balls, whether it was boxing players out. All those little things that really go beyond the box score, even when they show up tonight with the Celtics having a a season-high 19 offensive rebounds and totally just dismantling the Wizards from start to finish. One of the things I thought was impressive about the Celtics offense was that six different players had three assists and then David Lee actually led the team with four assists and I kind of get on David Lee uh, especially for his defense but tonight he kind of shows you what the the value he brings to the table just especially his ability to kind of pivot and really make the uh, pass from the post across the court and he created a lot of open shots tonight. What do you think about David Lee? Yeah, David Lee showed signs of life, which is good to see in his 16 minutes. Um, he's frustrating. Uh, he he's not doesn't offer anything really on the defensive end, which is a problem. And in the offensive end, he hasn't been what we expected so far this year. He's not. They're not running the offense through him as they thought they would. Maybe it's not as effective as they would have liked it to have been. But at the same time, tonight he had his 12 points six rebounds and four assists in only 16 minutes. He was super efficient in that second quarter and really helped them maintain the lead after the starters came off the court. And that's what you want from your bench, either for them to extend the lead or maintain the lead. And Lee was a big part of that tonight. That was one thing that the Celtics really needed to improve on was having a complete 48-minute performance. We've seen times, especially earlier in the season, when they got big leads and then would uh, let the other team crawl back into the game. This was complete drubbing throughout. Celtics outscoring the Wizards in every quarter, and the big reason why they won by 38. It's really bizarre kind of to see the Wizards play without really any effort, any emotion. Uh, we kind of heard going into the season they were going to play this real up-tempo pace, and they just didn't have it tonight. And there's some Twitter murmurs about Randy Whitman possibly losing <laughs> his job because the last time a team looked this bad against the Celtics, it was the Houston Rockets. Mm. I don't know Saw how what happened that. then. <laughs> Randy Whitman, if, if no one on Celtics uh, steps up, then... His job may be in jeopardy, not the Celtics, the Wizards. I apologize for that video, people. Right now, we're going to go to the grandstand play of the game. Grandstand is sports highlights uh, from fans in the stands. On the new sports app, Grandstand, you can share your own Celtics highlights and watch other fans' videos straight from the crowd. Download Grandstand on the App Store at grandstand.me. This is Dwayne Wade reminding us that he is still alive and Langston Galloway having great shame. That's what he's got to do. I mean, that's 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 who he is. I mean, he's a guy that just brings energy to the game. You know, he'll have nights where he goes four for seven or five for seven, but um, but the most important plays he makes are not shots. The most important plays he makes are effort plays and diving on the floor and and keeping balls alive and those types of things. So that was good to see. Um, and I thought, you know, I thought really everybody that played did their job tonight, him included. <laughs> Holy smokes, Dwayne Wade! That was impressive. You didn't know he could do that anymore. All right, we're back with the Garden Report on Celtics Blog and CLNS Radio. The person you wanted to talk about tonight, he had struggled from the field. The Swedish Larry Bird was one for seven, but he still made an impact in this game, and it didn't really necessarily show up on the box score. Talk about Jonas Jarepko. Yeah, Jonas is having a rough shooting performance lately. He's two of his last 23 shooting from the field. It's a lot of botched layups, a lot of missed open jumpers, but he's still making a positive impact. And I asked Stevens about that after the game, and he said what we want is for Jonas to do those little things, whether it's tipping loose balls, 
whether it's switching on the perimeter and defending multiple positions. Those little things that really make him, I think, somewhat of a fan favorite. A lot of people like Jonas Strepko, and I, I asked Jonas about that after the game, and he said, you know, I'm shooting the ball well. I mean, I go to the court sometimes late at night. I go on off days, and I'm shooting the ball really well, and he knows it's going to come. He seems very confident that it's going to come soon. So I think, you know, in terms of the shot, two of his last 23, he's going to be all right as long as he's making the positive impact in other ways. And I think tonight showed that Brad Stevens has faith in Jarebko because mm-hmm. he kept him out there, and eventually those shots are going to fall, and I think Stevens has faith in a lot of his players that if they're taking good shots, they just have to keep being out there, and he did make those hustle plays. He's the king of the offensive tip-out, which he's mm-hmm. always going to do. Uh, there's more times of him playing the three tonight, which I've never been a fan of, but they kind of got back to him at the four, especially when the Wizards went small, and I think that's kind of exactly where he needs to be. Um, Going to transition right now. In the fourth quarter, this game got kind of boring because the Celtics, they did play a complete 48 minutes. They were up by 20 for most of the second half, and so much so that the fans started doing the wave. Now, I normally hate the wave, especially at Red Sox games when you the Red Sox are down by five runs, the devil rays, and it's the fourth inning. There's no reason for you to be doing the wave. And tonight, it started happening, and I was very upset. Then it kept whipping around, mm. and it kept going around, and the uh, place was getting louder, and it started a very organic, let's go Celtics chant that was not influenced by the noise meter whatsoever. And it actually was the first time this season the Celtics, or the buildings uh, filled with that much energy and you could kind of see the players on the bench, they joined in. So what was your general thoughts on the wave in the TD Garden? Well, like you, I'm not a big fan of the wave. I think it's kind of lame, honestly. I, it's just kind of boring. It's not something I like to be a part of. I'm kind of an outsider when it comes to that. But like you, tonight, it got the fans going. And in a way, it kind of, I think, was like a, a goodbye to the Celtics as they go on a five-game road trip. Oh, wave goodbye. A wa- yes, a wave goodbye. Very good. <laughs> Yes, exactly, Sam. Very good. Um, And they have a tough five-game road trip coming up. So it's good for the Celtics fans to have maybe their best performance in terms of reaching close to a playoff atmosphere in terms of they were loud. That let's go Celtics chant at the end of the game is very good. And then Geno time, of course. Geno time was actually kind of ruined because there's this one guy just absolutely murdering the dance floor about (laughs) like seven rows behind the Celtics bench, and they were all focused on him instead of Geno time. But KG would not be happy. We've, we've digressed a lot. Let's talk about that five-game road trip because it's going to be a while before we have another Garden Report. They have a back-to-back with the Magic and the Heat. Then they go to Mexico to play mm, the, Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento. Then they play the Spurs and the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Let's just give a quick prediction on what do you think they're going to do? What's their record after those five games? Well, I think you want to go at least 3-2 and two in those games, especially if you have the back-to-back. However, I'm going to say they go 4-1 and one in that Ooh. stretch, which maybe a little bit of a difficult uh, test for them, but I, I think they're really coming along in these last, in this, this game at least. When, Wednesday was not a good performance, but they finished the last six minutes well, and they really capitalized that on that tonight. So you face Orlando, who's a fringe playoff team. I think they can take advantage of their matchups, because Orlando likes to go small. So the Celtics, they can go small against Orlando, and it'll be interesting to see how they match up. And then on Monday against the Heat, they're having a very good year. That's going to be a tough test. Sacramento, depends on if DeBarcus Cousins plays. I'm expecting a huge Rondo national TV game in that game, just a real FU to the Celtics faithful. I'm optimistic like you, but I'm going to have to tone it down a little bit just to embrace debate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanks, Skip Bayless. And so (laughs) I'm going to say they might go 3-2. and 
Uh, that's going to do it for us. For Kevin O'Connor, I'm Sam Packard. This has been the Garden Report on Celtics Blog and CLNS Radio. Coach, just Jared Sullinger, he's had a, a, quite a few good games, but he really seems special tonight, both ends of the floor for you guys. He's been great against them both games he's played this year. Um, you know, in just 23 minutes to have 18 and 15 is pretty special. Um, you know, hopefully, again, he's a guy that we need. He's a guy that we need to rebound. He's a guy that we need to score, um, shoot the ball in for us, all that stuff. And so, um, you know, obviously, it's good that he's playing well. And just uh, John Wall was really a non-factor for the most part tonight. Was there a specific game plan to limit his effectiveness? And if so, I mean, you just try to you try to manage it as much as possible. I mean, you have a specific game plan for every game and every player that you tweak based on your system. Um, so there's small tweaks for him, nothing big. But uh, you just have to. The first thing you have to do is you have to take away transition. And I thought all three of our guards were sprinting back in transition right from the get-go. And that was pretty consistent all night. Brad, uh, you know, Jared's always been a solid rebounder, but this year he's kind of done some of the best of his career, really, in these first 15 games or so. If you look by the just the rebounding percentage numbers, has he done any? Have he kind of taken it up a notch in your mind, or is that just kind of what your guys need more him to grab those boards down there? Um, no, he's always been a great rebounder. I mean, you know, since watching him play as a kid, when that ball hits his hands, he it sticks. Um, but you know, I think positionally, he's he's probably better defensively, and that's probably put him in position to better rebound. So instead of being a little bit behind the play, or maybe above a roller, maybe he's below a roller and he's able to keep him off, or maybe he's helping early and getting back so that he can block out appropriately, so that he can get his hands on it. You know, I just think as you get more aware, you get more experience, those things slow down for you about where you should be. And then once you're where you should be, your talent takes over. And he's he's in good defensive position often. Coach, your next five games are now going to be on the road. How important was it to get a win at the Garden and kind of establish yourself before those road tests? Uh, I mean, it was it's early in the season still. Um, but at the same time, it was more important to play well, I think, Amanda, after after the last week. So, you know, we got a tough one on Sunday. They're playing great. They won again tonight big. Um, we got a tough one Monday. We got a tough one Thursday, whenever it is. I mean, it's just, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a heck of a road trip. We're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to hunker down and play. Um, Jonah shot only one of seven tonight, but he was doing a lot of little things on the floor, whether it was tipping loose balls or grabbing rebounds. Um, what did you think about his overall impact tonight? Yeah, he's just got to. That's what he's got to do. I mean, that's 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 who he is. I mean, he's a guy that just brings energy to the game. You know, he'll have nights where he goes four for seven or five for seven, but um, but the most important plays he makes are not shots. The most important plays he makes are effort plays and diving on the floor and and keeping balls alive and those types of things. So. That was good to see, um, and I thought, you know, I, I thought really everybody that played did their job tonight, him included. Brad, you guys are getting a lot of second chance points. I mean, what what are you seeing just from the relentlessness on the offensive glass? Well, I don't know how many we had on Wednesday night. I can't imagine we had too many um, because we didn't ever penetrate them. 
like we were we were just kind of you know like windshield wipers going back and forth and not getting into the paint and making plays and today we got into the paint and that ball was moving quickly and with authority right from the get-go the first couple plays of the game Avery made nice pocket passes and then it led to baskets and and you know that attack and that mindset was very helpful to get the defense scrambling. Once you get the defense scrambling, then you're going to get better looks and you have a better chance of offensive rebound. Coach, you talked, talked about staying connected earlier. I think you guys had 11 different players who had uh, assists tonight. Is that kind of what, what you're looking for in terms of the ball movement? Yeah, I mean, we, we got to play as a team. Um, and we did a really good job of that tonight on both ends. So, I mean, we need all five guys you know, playing together um, all of the time. and. I thought they did a good job of that. You know, 28 to 15 um, assisted turnovers better than what we're on the season, and it's more towards what we need to be for us to have a chance to be successful. So, is there any update on parts? No update. Sorry. I saw him, talked to him. I didn't even ask him because I knew that there was no change in his mind for him right now. We're just going to wait and see after he gets the brace off. Um, he was not on crutches when I saw him yesterday or today. Um, but so he's probably just dragging his leg around me then um, <laughs> with that big brace on. I don't know. So. But originally it was maybe two weeks. That doesn't look good now. It was a minimum of two weeks, and, and I think it sounds like it's it sounds like it'd be unlikely that he would play through any of our road games. And I don't know what that timeline makes it. Um, so, uh, and I'd still say that you know it could very well be a long shot when we get back to those the home games, Chicago, Golden State, and that game against Charlotte back right after that. So we could be talking quite a few more games for sure. But there's no real, there's no precise timeline on it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing too, Mark, is you know you missed a lot of time with the toe. Uh, he's missing a lot of time now. They're going to do everything they can from a um, conditioning standpoint. You know, everything from you know whatever you can do on a bike to whatever you can do in the water to uh, anything else that they can do. But um, you know it's not quite like running up and down the basketball court. And that's why a lot of times when guys come back from injuries, you know, the, the uh, minutes come into play um, with guys like that. What have you missed most from him? No, I think, that, I think the biggest thing, Bill, is that he gives us a great deal of physicality um, and a great deal of defensive versatility and awareness. Um, you know, obviously he's a guy that's not afraid of making big shots or taking big shots and making plays offensively. But he really, he really does a good job of holding down the fort defensively when he's off the ball and having an impact on it. Um, so I thought we had our most impactful sequence since he's been out in the last six minutes of that game the other night on the basketball. Um, and, you know, hey, we're going to have to bottle that up against these guys tonight. Given uh, Terry a couple of short shots here while, you know, Avery and Marcus Mayo, what does he need to do to be able to kind of Turn those into more consistent. I think just feel more comfortable, and, and we've not only given them those, but it's also 
you know, he's thrown to the wolves as far as running the team when he's in. It's a different scenario than, you know, running to the corner and being a spot-up shooter, um, you know, if he was a two or the three. But he just needs to become more comfortable in, in calling things on the fly and um, seeing the right play um, at the right time and then just defending as well as he can. I thought he did a pretty good job against these guys last time. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that I'd have faith to put in again. Is part of it, um, you know, a lot of times you see young guys, point guys, they kind of start over dribbling a little bit, you know, instead of just getting people in. Yeah, I mean, you're just trying. He, he, wants, he wants really bad to make the right play to increase opportunity like anybody else that's not playing as much. And, and I think that, um, you know, he's still learning the, the quick read um, from that position in this league. And that, that takes time. It's a hard position to play out of the gate. Um, you don't see many uh, rookie point guards that are that are playing a ton. Jay's three point. He got caught for the offensive foul uh, a couple nights ago in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Like, I think it's been happening three times. Do you have to warn him about his relief? Like, how do you kind of curtail that? Because officials are going to look for that. Has it been three out. with him or two? Twice I think. Yeah. So I, I, we we I think we talked about this on uh, in Brooklyn that night. I mean. I, you know, just be alert to it, but don't change how you don't change how you're comfortable shooting. Um, so, um, you know, and I never, I never heard if that was being the right call or not after the fact. I never checked the the um, reports or anything like that. But, um, and I'm not too concerned about it from that standpoint. Just make sure that you're alert to it and make sure that you go in as straight up and down as possible. Did you think it was a flop on that play? When I saw it, I thought I understood why they called it. How much is um, you know when you have a situation like this where you're like being during the day, does that throw off your routine at all? In terms of we shot around this morning um, in Waltham for the first time because we knew that the court wasn't going to be available um, at the normal four o'clock hour for us. Uh, so that was that was probably good after Thanksgiving too to get you know run a little bit, move a little bit. Um, and then I really enjoyed it, to be honest. You know, I was in my office listening to the, the, the horns and everything else go off, and I've got the game on, and I'm, you know, getting ready to run up to the ninth floor to watch the end, and it was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. Fun to be a fan. Did you go up to the I didn't. They scored right before it. I said, if it goes overtime, I'm going up. <laughs> and so I watched the goal, and then there was no overtime. Bryce, how fast they can turn that thing on? It's amazing. It's hard work. It's hard work they do. And when the game, when the hockey game started at 1.30, I was, uh-oh, hoping it's turn around quickly. Is Jay back in the starting lineup? That's yeah. The, okay. yeah. Did you, 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 you didn't start him in the second half to use him at four? Is that something you're looking to do more? Well, I think we just have to be alert to each team we're playing against. I thought we struggled against them when they went small the other night. Um, you know, in large part because we just needed extra shot makers on the floor and extra drivers on the floor. We, we all saw when we when we tried to challenge them at the rim the other night, it was not good. And uh, so it was. I felt like the ball was really moving in that last six minutes. I felt like guys were spaced well, and he made two huge shots. Um, but we'll probably do that more and more as the year goes on. I mean, it's something that I really like. I don't think our depth in the backcourt is the same as our depth in the frontcourt right now. So that's a factor in how many minutes he can actually play there just because, you know, with Marcus out, we don't have as many backcourt players. 
Is it because the bigs can't get the minutes or you stretch the, 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 your backboard too much? Like Stretching the backboard is the is the concern there. And that's why, you know, if you start them and play them six or eight minutes at the three at the start of the half, and then you decide to keep them in at the four for a couple and sit them for a little bit and then bring them back at either or, you're, you're stretching him or stretching somebody else. And you know what, Evan, Evan has shown a, an ability to play long, extended minutes. So that's what he chose to do. I don't know if it was the right move, but Jay at the four at the end was, was a positive. Some of the sets that you run with him at the four, are they different than normal? Some of the ATOs would be different. But, um, you know, I, I like to have shooting bigs on the court. So, um, you know, some of the stuff that we'll run for Kelly will run when Jay's in there and, and those types of things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we know the ball's not going to go in the hole every night, but if we could just, for the most part, play the same way every night and play at a high level with that type of energy, we give ourselves a good chance to win. Isaiah, so you turned them over 46 times in the two times you played them. Uh, when you hear that number, does that kind of stick out to you, the way you guys play defense? Uh, yeah, it's just some of the turnovers, they give it to us. But for the most part, I think. We just, the two games we played and we played so hard that the ball just happens to go in your hands sometimes. That's, that's just the way it is. So we just got, like I told him, we got to try to figure out how to play at that at all times and, and have that same type of sense of urgency and, 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 and effort at all at every game that we play. Most can see the, the numbers that Jared had, rebounding, scoring ball, but defensively, yeah. what is he giving you guys that's making maybe your job and Avery's a little bit easier? Um, he's just active. He's active. He's always in the right spots, and he's always talking. So I think half the battle on defense is communication, and, and he's doing he's doing a great job of that, being the the, the, the guy in the back that can see everything. Um, he's just he's playing at a high level right now. We need him to. Um, I think it's very important just because I'm I'm the head of the state. Um, this team's gonna go as far as not not just saying I take them, but if if I'm coming out aggressive, it it, it feeds on everybody else. I think the ball was moving just from from everybody having confidence in each other and. and and being unselfish, and we're, we're for the most part we're usually like that, but sometimes we have games where we, we try to do it ourselves, but we gotta stay away from that. Yeah, what have you guys rekindled what you found in those last few minutes against Philly? Just playing hard, playing hard at all times, and, and leaving it all out there on the floor, doing the things that you can control, and just getting back to how we play. We're not that good of a team where we can go out and not have the effort or the energy. We got to bring that each and every night and then worry about all the other things from there. Guys on that bench all have different roles. I mean, like a guy like Jonas is an effort guy. Um, yeah. Not going to put up a ton of points. Talk about guys being able to accept roles that maybe aren't the most glamorous roles in the league. Um, it's tough. The winning teams do it, though. I mean, not even saying they accept it. They, they might be mad at the end of the day, but they're going to do whatever it takes for this team to be successful. And that's what winning teams do. That's what the mature teams do. And we know at the end of the end of the season, there's a bigger goal than, than the individual success. And we have a lot of great guys in this locker room, and they understand that. Yeah, we just wanted to play with balance on both ends of the court and get into them. Uh, we had a good. Uh, 
they were uh, shooting around this morning uh, and walked in. We, we knew exactly what they wanted to do. We just tried to get a, get a good rhythm on both ends of the court, and that's what we did. You guys have played this, this Wizards team a couple times, and you've really been able to make John Wall a very good player on the back. But what's been the key to not allowing him to get going? Especially transition. Take away his transition points and make him a half-court player, which he struggles in. So uh, once we get back and the bigs load up on, on, on the point guard and load up on him, uh, he sees bodies behind him. He'll slow up a little bit. So he wants to get out of transition. He's trying to take that away. They're a great transition team. So are you guys, when you have games like this where Jared is, is making it happen at both ends of the floor? Of course, he's a big part of our success and um, he's angry in the middle and he, t he talks it out and him and Amir does a great job when against uh, big like this and being in they in so many pick and rolls and they've been active and still um, able to uh, get rebounds you know so he had a great job on the board so once we once he gets that um, it helps our defense and we are we are them going on the offense man. What's the biggest difference you've seen him just from last year to this year? He's more focused on locked in on defensive end. Um, of course, he's put the body on you and um, get get, you know, clean up the glass, but uh, he's focused more on the defensive end and is um, just opening up and making a play free on the offense. You guys have been a pretty good road team over the last nine months, ten months. Away. Why have you guys been a good road team and how, what's going to be the key to this road trip coming up? Yeah, we just had to do it together. The time's going to be tough. Uh, we can't hang our heads when it do, when it do get tough. The, team, the home team is going to run. And we just got to stick together and do what we do. And once we, once we uh, get past that point, uh, we're playing the way we want to play, we'll dictate the game. So uh, we just got to stay together and, and not, not point the finger and, and be together. A lot, of teams, a lot of times road trips like this are talked in terms of you know, they're going to be arduous, they're going to be very difficult for teams, but you guys, you know, Jared was saying you guys kind of actually like going on the road. Yeah, I mean, because it, it sees see what you're about. It, it, it tests your, your whole team chemistry and it tests what you're really about. And, um, you don't have the crowd to feed off of. You really got yourselves and your coaching staff and the guys you, you flew with. So uh, it tests you how, how together you are as a unit. So uh, we, we're, we're trying to work on that, and this will be a good test for us. Post-game press conference about you know you've always been a great rebounder, but your improved defense this year is helping you become an even better rebounder. You're in the right position. Oh, for sure. You know when you're in the right defensive position, um, it seems like the rebounds come easier. And um, you know, just trying to trying to help the team win. You've all, you've always talked about how you can. Time, timing rebounds has always been a big thing for you. Timing rebounds has always been a big thing for you, but are you somehow better at that thing? Timing? I really don't. I really can't say it's all, always timing. It's more like just to go get it. I have a go get it my, uh, mindset when it comes to rebound. Rebounding um, is one of the self. You can be selfish on rebounding, um, and it helps your team. So that's one. That's one thing I'm selfish at is rebounding the basketball. And uh, at the end of the day, it only helps our team. So um, the more selfish I am, the better we are. We are. What's the key to you being as efficient as you've been both scoring, rebounding, and playing defense, knowing that your minutes probably aren't going to be 30, 35? Um, it's just it's just coming out with an attitude of knowing that I have a level where um, I can play at, at a certain speed, at a certain pace. Um, it's, I think that's the biggest thing is just knowing that uh, I can go I can go harder, longer, and faster um, through the minutes I'm playing. Um, you know, last year I'll probably try to coast, get ready for a fourth quarter, but now it's just you know when I know I have somebody like David Lee backing me up, um, you know Tyler, you know you got Amir Kelly, uh, you kind of. You kind of go all out because there's no drop off when, when there's a sub, and um, it, it, it makes my life easier. And on top of that, all the hard work I did this summer, 
I know it's a difference. I'm going to be able to do it back to back to back game. How satisfying is this considering you know what you tried to do this summer and you know, what you know, some people would say from time to time that things of that nature would come in? Have these performances? Um, you know, people are always going to have a comment. Um, they're always going to have um, complaints, but uh, I really don't care. You know, it's just. When we have wins like this, um, I know my mom is at home sleeping peacefully because, uh, you know, she doesn't like close games. She wants every win to be above 20. I try to tell her that, you know, that's not realistic basketball unless I'm playing 2K. And um, so, it is what it is. Jared, how do you feel differently on the court this season? Um, I just, I'm moving a lot better. Um, I just think... Uh, it's just, I think that's it. I'm just moving a lot better. I feel, I feel better out there, and, and um, the game is, is, is even slower. You know, I've seen the game at, at a slow pace before, but now it's, it's even slower when, when I'm able to move around. Yeah. What's it going to take for you guys to continue what you've done the last two games and take this on a long road trip? Um, just constantly keep moving the ball and and, and and defend. I think we did a great job um, the last two minutes of the Philly game and tonight um, of just moving the ball and finding finding the right shot instead of forcing um, a, a shot. We, we found the right shot and I thought we did a tremendous job tonight. A lot of people talk about a road trip like this being kind of a no, we love it. We love it because um, we, we get to be around each other even more and, and uh, we get to pick each other's brains and see what, what, what each other sees um, out there on the floor. So we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm pretty sure Celtics.com is going to have a lot of fun as well. So. <laughs> Jared, can't wait. Uh, in working to slim down this summer, I mean, do you feel like you added more muscle as well? Do you feel stronger? Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, with, with working out with Max down at, uh, at the lab in John Lucas Enterprises, um, you know, he did a lot of work. <laughs> so uh, it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. What I mean, what differences are you noticing in terms of uh, your strength? I mean, I was always strong. It's just it's be able to. Uh, you know, feel the same way, not not day in and day out. Um, I think you know, there's a lot of times where you go through. I went through a drought where I was extremely tired, didn't feel myself. Um, now it's just all the hard work I did in the summertime. I, I, every night I'm feeling the same way. I'm moving the same way and, and able to do the same thing. Thank you, Thank you, Kyle. See ya. How's your attitude? Uh, my attitude is great, you know, just trying to stay positive. And, uh, you know, even though I'm not on the court with those guys, still try to help those guys out and, uh, you know, just talking to them and, and the things that I see and uh, just encouraging those guys. Are you frustrated that you're not out there? Yeah. Uh, a little bit, no doubt about it. Um, it's hard, especially when, you know, yeah. you, you're used to playing, you know, your whole life growing up. And, uh, but, you know, it's part of the game, so, you know, just got to kind of, you know, let those guys in the training room you know, do, do their jobs and let body do his job as well. Marcus, what do you know about the injury and what did you feel when it happened? Uh, from what they were saying, I didn't really know much of it. Um, you know, I just felt like, you know, I uh, to, to the back of my, my knee and uh, I just went down and, you know, just really sore. You know, as you see, I, I, you know, I limped off the court a little bit, so, you know, I didn't think it was too much of it, you know, until we got in the back and uh, we got some MRIs and x-rays. So did they did they say that the bone the bone went popped in and out? Was that the deal? That's that was the deal. That's what that's kind of what they said. You know, just kind of 
you know, pretty much, it wasn't even a bone, it was a joint. Um, just sprained in a, a really, really, really deep bone bruise. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, that's just, they, like they said, the sense of the barrier that you kind of just have to let it heal on the so, so everything, everything considered, not just getting off crutches, but doing the rehab, getting back into playing shape, do you have any idea how long it's going to take? Uh, I have no clue. You know, uh, but just like I said, we're taking it day by day, and uh, you know, we really can't tell. You know, you can't tell your body what to do. You know, your body has a mind of its own; it does what it wants. So, you know, we're waiting on you know to see how how I react to things, and you know, with the rest I'm getting and the rehab and everything, and uh, hopefully I can be back in a couple weeks. How much longer do you have to wear the brace, and what is the brace doing for your legs? Uh, the brace is just kind of you know immobilizing the knee joint and in the joint itself. You know, just making sure it's not, you know, uh, too loose. Um, and just kind of, you know, letting the scar up a little bit, the scar tissue. Uh, I think I'm in the brace for another week. Um, so, but, you know, the brace helps, especially, you know, um, walking and you know, trying to walk a little bit, put a little bit of pressure on it and, and just kind of keeping it in place. How long do you, like, longer do you have the crutches? I have no clue about that. You know, today, today tell me otherwise, I'm using it. And, uh, like I said, uh, whatever those guys tell me. So the front of the other guy's knee hit the back of yours? Is that what happened? Yeah, as he turned in, and, you know, I went for the ball and I jumped. It just felt like, you know, I just took a knee right to the knee. And but it was the back of your knee, not yeah, the front? Okay. Like the side, like the back side of my knee. Okay. And that's all I really remember, you know. Um, so, you know, like they said, uh, it's a weird injury. You know, it's weird. It, you know, it's rare to have seen it, you know, in too many guys. So. Uh, but, you know, they're doing, they're doing a good job at, you know, keeping the bone in it and, 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 you know, keeping me, you know, my spirits up, rehab, and just making sure they can do everything they can in their ability to, to help this process go more forward. Are they, are they sure you don't need surgery? I mean, is that uh, that's, that's what they're telling me, they're sure I don't need surgery, you know, and, uh, you know, I've had two, two, two opinions, you know, two different opinions. So, you know, and, and two sets of MRIs, X-rays, and everything. So, you know, they double checked and, and covered their bases on both ends just to make sure. And they said everything looks fine. And just, just let my body. Marcus, there was a play. Play was you drove against Robinson. Was it that, or was it when he was driving to the basket and you were defending him that you did? It's when he was driving to the basket. Right I, before you. Yeah, and I went the to game. swipe. Exactly, okay. I went to swipe for the ball, and uh, you know. Like I said, just felt like, you know, I took a knee, uh, a shot to the knee with his knee. I've had, you know, and I just kind of, you know, just kind of blurry after that. I just didn't really know. And uh, went to the back and, uh, and they just told me I was out. Coach said you're not going to play on this road trip. Are you going to travel at all? I have no clue. Yeah, I'll talk to Coach about that. How do you keep your spirits up? You were hurt last summer. You had the toe, you got the knee. Are you beginning to wonder what's next? No, you know, not at all. You know, you can't think like that. Um, you know, just some wise words from my mom. You know, it could be much worse, you know. Um, so, you know, nothing's broken, nothing has to be repaired. You can just take it slowly and day by day. Brad, what's your treatment regimen so far? Uh, just, you know, coming in uh, in the mornings, uh, massage. Um, stem, ice, and laser, and then come back in the evening and do it all over again. What's it like watching the team knowing you could be out there helping them? Uh, it's frustrating. Uh, you know, um, you, you get upset, 
just knowing that, you know, it's nothing you can do to, to help those guys and, and to be a part of that team. And, uh, but, you know, like I said, those guys, they understand what's going on. And, and you know, they're going to keep working and they're going to keep playing the hard time. And, and the only thing I can do is keep cheering them and, and telling them what I see off the court and helping those guys in the way, any way that I could. Brad kind of called them out, the team out for a couple games for the, the, the lack of defense earlier this week. What, did you kind of see what he was seeing of that, and how do you think they responded on Wednesday? Uh, I think these guys know and understand that you know, um, you know, we got to come out and more physical, more paced, and just the defensive intensity and offense. You know, uh, but I, I really think these guys understand that even though our shots aren't falling, that we can't let our defense slack, and uh, they're going to pick it up. And you know, um, we got a, a lot of guys on this team that you know that compete and they love to compete. So. You know, that's not a fact. I'm not too worried about that uh, too much. So they should be okay. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Marcus.